sack Is that all you get for your money? And if that's what you have in mind Yeah, if that's what you're all about Good luck moving up Cause I'm moving out Good morning and welcome to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate team here with Becky Ivins. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Becky. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it said plus in front of the temperature today, so that's a, that's a win, right? <laughs> well, you weren't looking at the wind chill then. Well, I was I not. I think the no. wind chill was uh, not in the plus. Not in the, well, it was pretty cold out there. Winter has arrived in yes, Oklahoma. Yes, for sure. Well, we're here with Dean Riddell today from SWBC Mortgage. Good morning, Dean. Good morning, Mark. Becky, how are you all? Uh, well, we're making it. So <laughs> It's cold. Uh, listen, you've got some disturbing news for us today. Which part's that? Disturbing. That, that, yes, it is disturbing. Trigger. Yeah, trigger, trigger leads. Trigger leads. Yep. Well, Isn't that a horse trigger or is that, yeah, well, or is that Willie Nelson's guitar? Is it trigger? And his guitar trigger, trigger. Was, was the Lone yeah. Ranger's horse. Yeah, and it's also Willie Nelson's guitar. I think, I think it was Willie Nelson's. Yeah, his guitar's guitar. name's Trigger, I believe. There you go. Well, see, okay. I'm trying to make it happy. Well, I know. Whatever you... news is coming, I'm trying to make it happy on this cold winter day. <laughs> so, what's Trigger in your world there? Trigger leads. Okay, and so if if you applied for a loan today with me, Mark, okay, and I go in and pull your credit. Your data, name, phone number, contact information by the credit bureau, credit bureaus, they're selling your data to mortgage companies across the country. Because you pull. For a mortgage purpose, because Dean pulled credit, and it's not limited to me, but when a lender pulls credit for a mortgage purpose, you are going to get an onslaught of phone calls to the extent of 80 and 90, 100 phone calls in the next 24, 48 hours from lenders across the country who purchase that data from the credit bureaus. Okay? You have no connection with them. You don't know why they're calling. It's not the lender locally that's pulling your credit that's sharing that information. Right. But it is something the mortgage bankers have been fighting. We have a bill the House and Senate right now that's trying to stop this. But, I mean, I had a client this week. We pulled his credit on Tuesday and met him on Wednesday. He said, Dean, I've gotten 45 phone calls in the last 24 hours. So it, it's a, an annoying thing, but it's real. You can go to optoutprescreen.com to stop it. And that's what we try to do. But if someone wants to buy a house and wants to get pre-approved today, right? they should have opted out about a week ago. Yeah, because it's not an immediate. It's not immediate. And so when I, you know, when we walk them through the opt-out process, then we're going to punt their application process for about a week before they apply. I mean, it's rampant. I mean, the phone calls I get, you know, I'm an open, honest, transparent, educate. So I try to get every buyer the heads up and be alive. Yeah. You know, if it's an unusual phone number. Don't answer it because you're going to get hammered with phone calls in the next 48, 72 hours. So the people that call aren't associated with the lender that they apply with. So they apply with SWBC Mortgage. They get phone calls from 
ABC mm-hmm. and XYZ lenders yep. and all the LMNOPs in yep. between, right? Right. Uh, if you were really good on the phone, not you, but say one of these other lenders, I, I, oh, could, yeah. I could probably convince you that you should make loan application with me. It's very possible. I would say, uh, hi, this is Becky. I'm calling about the loan application mm-hmm. that you just made. Could I get a little bit more information, please? And then you would probably say, sure, what do you need? Well, the first thing I need is your Social Security number. And then the next thing I need to know is where you work. And go down the list of mm-hmm. things that you need to for, to apply for a loan. And by the time uh, I call them back that evening and say, hey, I've got you approved. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to lock in your interest rate? Mm-hmm. And then you call them the next day and they go, oh, well, no, I got approved last night. Right. Right? Right. Is that the way it goes? Yeah, it does. Ah. Wow. And, and or they play the, you know, we've got the cheapest rate. We, we, can, we got the best. We got the best, shiniest object. They were smart. They'd just loop them in thinking they mm-hmm. were talking to the other right. mortgage Good, company. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's no different than some of the correspondence, if you think about it, that goes out after closing. That it will reference SWBC on that correspondence. Really? Yeah. But it's not from us. It's people pulling that data from public records that are soliciting homeowners or applicants thinking it's from us and it's not us. I mean, it's every, any sales position. If you are trying to gain customers, there's an opportunity to purchase leads. We could purchase Mm -hmm. leads and we don't purchase leads because we want to stay very local. I mean, the real estate we sell is in Oklahoma and we want to, uh, deal with people who have trust in us mm-hmm. and not just somebody waiting to hear the best thing. Right. Because you're not going to hear, well, we'll try to be as positive as we can, but we don't always tell you the best thing. Right. We tell you the right thing, the truth of the, your situation. But, boy, we need to stop that yeah. in its tracks, trigger yeah. leads. And that's just a term. That's not a company, right? Right, right. Okay. Uh to where it will trigger all these other lenders to call you once you make loan application. Correct. So uh, you need to opt out of that. And how do you do it? Optoutprescreen.com. Optoutprescreen.com. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a little piece of news. Yeah. And to me, that's disturbing. <laughs> but but I think our role here when you, when you invite me here is to educate. You all do it weekly. I mean, it's... Uh, we're here to be that that uh, vessel that educates people to what's going on in the industry. But it's, you know, this is a hot hot thing right now. Well, if you're planning to buy a home mm-hmm. in this year, a lot of people say, "Well, I'm going to wait till after the first of the year." Because right. people Very don't cool. like to do things during the holidays. I mean, you want to enjoy your family and enjoy the festivities. But so, but after the first of the year, I'm going to buy a house, or next summer, I'm going to buy a house. So you need to get started now on doing a few things. When you opt out, by the way, how long does that last? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll find that out for you because uh, we need to, if it only lasts 90 days, you you might need to re-up your opt-out 
So, I'll, I'll see if I can find that out. Okay, well, that's okay. But uh, if you are going, planning to purchase property, uh, <clears throat> and you do, well, even if you have cash to purchase, what do you need to do? Let's talk about cash for a minute, which is not your wheelhouse. I mean, you do loans, but you also know some of the things about cash. You can't just plop down $100 bills on the closing table and purchase a house. I'm sure that's been attempted. Well, we did that back in the day. Like 45 years ago? Yes, we yeah. did. I, I had a guy buy a house for $88,000. He showed up for a closing, and the closing was at 5 o'clock on a Friday. And he, I said, did you bring your check? Oh, no, I did better. And he brings, he starts unstuffing from his jeans all these $100 bills, $88,000 in cash. Well, the closing company, what were they going to do with that? (laughs) Uh, They uh, told him to come back on Monday. He could sign most of his papers, but come back on Monday and close it because they couldn't take cash that that volume of cash they weren't oh, going to take no, anyway. No, no, no. But uh, you know, go to the bank. We'll buy. We'll pay for your cashier's check. So. All right, I've got your answer on the opt out. So if you sign up electronically through the email, it's five years. It lasts for five years. If you want to be permanently, you have to request something to be sent to you in the mail and fill it out in the form to seems be like permanently. You, seems like you would have to do it the opposite. Right. It's exactly. Mm-hmm. So this is not really making it easy for people. Well, is no, not the you, goal. You know, but the five years may get us until the mortgage bankers do their right, thing. Right until yeah. yeah, this is trying to stive, stive off mm-hmm. government oversight. Is right. what this is. Yep, that's what it is. All right, we'll be right back with more right here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. NMLS number one nine six eight nine five. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. Our special guest is Dean Riddell, our money man from SWBC Mortgage, talking about everything you need to know if you're thinking about getting a mortgage. Yeah, and uh, we've talked about the trigger leads. We'll we'll revisit that again right before we end the show so that everybody gets to hear that because if you make a loan application, you might get a call from about – 50 to 100 people in the next three days. Absolutely. So, uh, and how to avoid that. So, if someone's going to buy a house, do you say they're going to buy it in the spring? Do you know spring break is two weeks from today? Two months from today. Yeah. Two months yeah. from today. Yeah, we wish. Yeah. <laughs> two months from today. Uh, so, spring is around the corner, mm-hmm. even though it's cold this weekend. So, let's kind of do the education part first we like as realtors to educate folks on the things they do first the very first thing we ask someone to do before they even make more loan application is to contact their insurance carrier to be sure that the home is insurable and because if you have to buy a premium insurance because the home has an old roof or some wood rot we need to know that up front. You may opt out of buying the house and get you one that's a little bit more sturdy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the loan application. 
So in prep for this loan application, uh, say I've sold a motorcycle and I've got about $3,500 from that. It was an old, not a very good motorcycle, right? (laughs) Uh, And uh, then I've saved money from a weekend job I've had, right? So I go in to make a loan application, and this weekend money I've been stashing away for about a year. And it's just cash. I mean, you know, I just hide it. So uh, that's my down payment for my house. So is there any problem with that, Dean? You know, and I'm going to go back to your initial comment. So if someone's looking to buy a house this spring, it really starts now as far as the process, getting pre-approved, addressing the cash that you just mentioned, addressing the, the motorcycle, because all of that can be good a, if it's seasoned for 60 days. So if someone starts the process now, we address it now, whether or not buying until April, that cash question may not even be an issue because we're going to look back 60 days on the bank statements. Okay, but that cash, in theory, is a no-no unless you're in a profession where that can be typical. So if you are a bartender, if you are a waitress and you do have cash, in our eyes, I mean that that is typical for someone in that line of work to put money away. If it's Joe who works at Hobby Lobby, W-2'd, and he's stashing cash, that's going to be questioned. If you're an exotic dancer and you've got lots of $1 well, that's bills. That's going to apply. Right? I have, to, <laughs> I have to admit something to you, Dean. Uh-oh. I have lots of ones. Yeah. But it's not from exotic dancing. Okay. All right. Okay. So yeah. I think we're okay. Yeah, you're, you're good. All okay. right. <laughs> so, uh, but... Cash has to be seasoned. What does seasoned mean? In the bank, 60 days. Because, again, we're going to glance back the prior 60 days to look for oddball deposits. So if if we're looking back 60 days and that there's 5,000 balance in that account, but there's no oddball deposits, and that 5,000 could be cash, but nothing has appeared in that bank account for 60 days, and that 5000 can be used for viable money for down payment. So what happens if it's like a people are transferring money from one account to the other? Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? We just got to know where it was and where it landed. We got to be able to see that mm-hmm. you transferred 10000 from account A and hit account B. So show me that transfer coming out of A and, and being deposited into B. Now, what's the problem if someone just has a lot of cash? Mm-hmm. Why would a lender care where that money comes from and how long they've had it. Well, the number one source of fraud in our world, mortgage lending, is cash, money laundering. Wow. So, so the cash is, comes from an illegal place, yeah, something, it, it illegal scrutinized, operations. Yep, scrutinized over the, over the charts. Why would the mortgage lender <clears throat> even care yeah, if, but, it's just, if it's just cash and they're getting a loan? Is there oversight that... Cr- Causes the mortgage lender to care? Well, that, that's where the giants of Fannie and Freddie get involved with the m- money laundering aspect of it and what was the source of money that is, yeah, circulated. Yes, FinCEN. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. They use lenders kind of as detectives. Right. Yeah. Right. And we have an obligation to. Right. I mean, if you, we, you're watchdogs yeah, for we it. Are. Yeah. 
Okay, so the cash needs to be put in the bank, and you have to show where that came from. Now, if you're selling a boat mm-hmm. or a motorcycle, so long when you do that, you need a bill of sale. And now, is a bill of sale, is it a certain document? It can, I mean, it can be a receipt. We just have got to know, have got to know that it was a 1976, you know, Pontiac, you know, or whatever it was. That, but it, it also has to be consistent with what the value of the car was at that time, or today too. Right. It can't be a your junky motorcycle you referenced, right? And it, the bill of sale was for forty two thousand dollars, and it was a. You know, and it was a $3,500 motorcycle, $3, right? I mean, so there's there's some check and balance that's done there, too. But all this gets back to is the, you mentioned a while ago, the relationship, but it's the transparency. Communicate. I, tell me everything. Let's do it 60, 90 days prior to, prior to starting the process. So we know what do we have to, what basis do we have to touch through this process? Right. I mean, be, be open and tell me the. Well, the you challenges. can you can make it work if yeah. you have the data, yeah, and because you don't want something to come up at the no. last minute. Okay, I mean, so. be, be open, and, and it's kind of like when I meet with clients and they go, "I don't want to tell my insurance agent I got all that because my my insurance premium is going to be high." I'll say, guys, you need to tell your insurance agent everything you have that's a value because if you do have a loss, you, you know you're covered. So on the, on on my side. Tell me everything. Tell me how I get cash on weekends. Well, let's figure out how we can utilize that. Just communicate. And, I mean, you can even do uh, a yard sale, mm-hmm. big old garage sale. Mm-hmm. And the proof of that, I would think, would not come in written receipts so much as in your tax uh, reporting, Right. you know, your sales tax. Mm-hmm. If you report that you sold eight hundred dollars and you really made four thousand dollars they're only going to count the eight hundred dollars so you know but years ago i don't know if you still have to get a what a license to have a garage sale this weekend you do but years ago we'd say give me a printout that you went and got a what what word am i looking for yeah yeah a license Uh, license. permit permit Permit. there you go yeah you know and that was your justification that you did have that garage sale that prompted that thousand dollars in cash Okay, Mm. so track the cash and be able to tell the lender where it came from. Uh, And the danger there not only is money laundering, but it's the lender needs to know that you didn't go out and get another loan for to come up with that cash. And I told the story, you know, a year ago, but I had a guy who ran a business that deals in cash, successful business. Um, and he came in, you know, and Becky, people don't know. And so I said, where's your 69,000 coming from for down payment? I'm not seeing it in your bank account. And he says, it's in my freezer at home. Right. He said, I've got $69,000 cash. Or you have cold, hard cash. Cold, hard cash. Yes, and yeah. So, <laughs> and so, uh, obviously I mean, he had found a house. We can't go there. We can't use that cold, hard cash. Gift money came in, meant a lesser dollar amount, so we could close the loan, but he did he couldn't use his sixty nine thousand dollars. In his eyes, you know, again, just because people have owned a home or or not, they don't understand the ins and outs of what the three of us do every day. Right. 
and they need to lean on us and say help. Well, and that's why we're here, mm-hmm. kind of explaining it. So the down payment uh, can be anywhere from zero, right? Uh, if you're a veteran mm-hmm. or a young doctor, mm-hmm. can get a zero percent loan uh, down down mm-hmm. payment, and but usually it's three and a half percent for FHA, right? And it's usually five, ten, twenty percent on conventional, right? Okay. So we've got more to talk about on how to prep uh, other than just the down payment. And we'll be right back after this on Oklahoma Real Estate On The Move. back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate team here with Becky Ivins and our special guest, Dean Riddell, our money man from SWBC Mortgage. And we are talking about mortgages and lending and pre-approval. And I had a question for Dean that, you know, there is just so many dispensaries Mm -hmm. that have popped up in Oklahoma. And so there's people who are getting paid by these dispensaries. Can they use that income for loans because i'm going federally it's not approved but state-wise it is how do you deal with it at this point no we can't so your your true mortgage bankers your federally chartered banks there are not programs that are for that source of income or that's that source of occupation so i you know we hear the term in our industry of hard money lenders and things like that and i think that's where that's where that consumer needs to go for their financing. They won't get the rate they see from a, tr- a true mortgage banker. But, I, you know, I may have mentioned, you know, I had a gentleman that applied about a month ago, and he worked at W-2 job, salaried, made 60000 a year, and on the side ran a, a marijuana business. Well, I can't use that as qualifying income. I can use his W-2 job all day long. But in everyone's eyes, you know, I make $10,000 a month, which five of that was Hobby Lobby. But the other five cannot be used as qualifying income, nor can the income produced or his cash money from that line of business be used for the home purchase. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. If you want to join the conversation today, the number to call in is 405-840-1000, Okay, Dean. Let's, what do we need to do on employment in order to get someone qualified for a loan? I mean, a W-2 employee that's been on their job for two years or more is pretty much mm-hmm. golden so long as right. they make enough money. Right. But what if they are on a commission? Well, and I'm going to go back to how you preface that. So the couple in my office yesterday, he had his first job started last March, okay? But he's been in college prior to that. So that will cover our two-year period. A lender is going to look back, where have you been the last two years in your life professionally? Right. And, and if you're young. And if you're young, employment's one, or uh, his, that's his first job. We get his college transcript to show that he's been in college the four years prior. 
Well, he covers our two years gap. He could buy a house today. Does Does it matter that your <clears throat> degree that you were going towards is going towards the employment that you're in? Not Not necessarily. Okay. It used to. In the I old thought it days. used to. Yeah, right. It used days. to be like if you mm-hmm. were accounting degree had to go be right. an accountant. You right. had to connect it. To no. It. Right now, it's painting a picture of where have you been in the last two years of your gotcha. life. So let's get into Becky's question, which to me is the biggest breakdown in mortgage lending prompted by the online lenders and technology. Technology is great. So the gentleman that, that came in this week uh, on the application made 7500 a month. He's been on the job eight months, no prior employment, so that's kind of an issue. But of that 7500 of it, 40%, because we picked up commission noted on his application, so he got W-2 pay and, I mean, a regular salary right. or hourly, however it is. And then he also got a commission. Right. So of that 7500 40% of it was commission. So I can use 4500 Technically, I can only use 4500 as qualified income because the other three grand was commission that he'd only been receiving for eight months. Well, what if it's a, a normal thing and they, in the industry, and everybody works on commission? Mm-hmm. So Two-year two history. Oh, you can't we, just we say, have well, two year everybody in the industry uh-huh. makes about 40%. Nope. Oh. we we got to have a two-year history of commissioned income because we know the volatility of commissioned income. But the breakdown on this, this individual was he – was trying to buy and had received a pre-approval letter for $500,000. From you? No, 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 no. okay. So, so, but based on that $7,500 income that he had noted. Yeah, Miss, the the Internet company gave him a a pre-qualification letter for a $500,000 house, and he's going to spend money on the appraisal. He's going to spend money on... The inspections, he's going to spend time and tell everybody he's getting this house. And a week before closing, he's going to be told, oh, well, we can't count your commission income because you've only had it for eight months. Right. And and qualifying income, you can only use $4,500. And and the disturbing part to me is Mark writes the offer. Mark's got it going. Mark is facilitating the inspections. Appraisals being done, the seller is now there is now out there looking for a home as well. Maybe they've written an offer based on that inaccurate five hundred thousand dollar pre approval. Right. It is such such a boomerang. It is. We've been talking commission so much. Why don't we make it our word of the day? Oh gotcha. First time in years you picked me out. <laughs> I know. It's the first time, Mike Gannon. Thank you so much. Our word of the day is commission, brought to you by Robin's Roofing, where their word every day is trust. You can trust Robin's Roofing from a small repair to a complete replacement. Give them a call at 728-3700. That's 405-728-3700. So commission is our word of the day. And we have Martha is on the line. Good morning, Martha. Good morning, I inherited 200000 It had been in the bank for several months. 
um, and I wanted to purchase a home and I was retired, so didn't have anything but my pension and social security coming in and that 200,000 cash in the bank. And I wasn't able to use that to get a loan. What about that? When you inherit money, um, why doesn't that count? Incredible question that I touch about four or five times a year. So if that 200000 were in an investment account, Martha, I can use part of that as qualifying income adverse to you putting it down. So let's say, let's say I needed $5,000 a month from you to qualify and 200,000 was in that, was in that investment account, not in your checking or savings account, but an investment account that you could take a distribution from. I take that 5,000, that's 60,000 a year. I've got to make sure you have enough money in that account, which you would, that it would last for three years. So let's, okay. So, so let's walk through that. So if I'm using, if you need 5000 to qualify, you have enough money to buy a home because you have in excess of $180,000 in that investment account. And all I have to do is show a distribution from that investment account to qualify as qualifying income. So would we set that up where you get an automatic distribution monthly? Yeah, and what what's monthly, yes, but it didn't have to be monthly. I've got to show the initial that you received that initial distribution from your investment banker. And then after you close, you can turn off that distribution. You don't have to continue that. Becky, you sent me a client two years ago that we did this on. And what's frustrating as a lender, this happens so many times where people have, A, inherited money, uh, B, have retired and have, you know, 500000 in a 401K or TSP and are told they can't use, they can't qualify for a home. That money can be used for qualifying provided we show a distribution, the money lasts for three years, and they can turn that off after they close and buy their home. Yeah, I, I wish I'd used you. Well, a lot of people say that. I wished I'd used mm-hmm. Dean because if you go to the person that really does know what they're doing, it's going to be a smoother transaction, right. and it will end up closing at the end. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm usually the second or third or fourth phone call when they call me and they'll go, this doesn't make sense. I've been turned down three times. I've got a million dollars in a 401K, and I can't qualify. Guys, that doesn't even make sense. Right. Well, and the th- now, could she use that as a down payment? She can, unless she needs that money to qualify for income. Then we want to take that distribution and not use it all for down payment. Right. So, hmm. and I mean, I don't know when this happened, but I mean, if it was a few years ago, two hundred thousand dollars could have bought almost. Right. Uh, yeah, but say Martha needed ten thousand to qualify. Well, 10,000 times 36 months, there's not enough money to take a distribution from that account. I could not use that as qualifying income. Right. And that may be doing some, Martha, a favor saying, by the way, you can only live here this long and you're going to run out of money. Right. (laughs) So you don't want to overpurchase. And that's a great question, Martha. Thank you for calling. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Thank you, folks. So did we define commission? I I don't think we did, Becky. Okay. (laughs) Okay, 
commission, and most everyone knows what that means, but it's a fee paid to an agent or an employee for transacting a piece of business or performing a service. So it's not, it's usually a percentage of the product <coughs> sold, right? So that is uh, commission, our word of the day. Brought to you by Robbins Roofing. Okay. We've got another break, Dean, but we need to bring it home and figure out, well, what else do you need to do? You need to check if you've got any judgments against you, and how mm-hmm. do you know that? Because those can pop up at the last mm-hmm. minute. Uh, so we're going to return. Right. We will be right back right here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. It is time for our smoking hot deal. Smoking Hot Deals brought to you by Casa Perico Mexican Grill, located on the southwest corner of 122nd and Penn on 63rd, just west of Meridian, and at 505 East Main Street in Yukon, and just newly opened this year on May Avenue, just north of Hefner Road. I'll tell you what, today is Casa Perico weather, isn't it? It, it is very much Casa Perico weather, some some hot tamales or some we are going, hot soup. We're going to a gymnastics tournament this afternoon in Yukon uh, for a studly little nine-year-old. Uh, and uh, we're going to eat fun. at Casa Perico's in, in Yukon, Yukon, right there on Route yep. 66, uh, before the tournament. So that's kind of fun. Perfect timing. Yeah. Okay, our smoking hot deal. This is an unusual property because this is a freestanding office. It is nearly 6,000 square feet, one story, Lots of offices, break rooms, conference rooms, uh, and it is located in a primo location. This is near 50th and Portland, so it's just north of Portland on the east side of the road. Um, Don't think it has a for sale sign out there yet. It was kind of cold last night to put up a for sale (laughs) sign, but uh, it is at 5116 North Portland, a one-story building Plenty of parking. This would be great for a law office. It would be a big law office. Uh, but you could, it's also got a separate entered suite so that you can have two, a large office and then about a three or four office suite on the other side. Uh, <clears throat> it's, you know, 50th and Portland is right next to mm-hmm. Hefner Parkway to yeah. get to downtown. Great location. To the, yeah. To get downtown to the courthouse and stuff. And it's also pretty much across from Deaconess Hospital. So would be a great medical facility for somebody. So anyway, it's only three hundred sixty five thousand dollars. Three hundred sixty five thousand dollars. Sixty one dollars a square foot. Wow. If that's ringing a bell for you, if you want to take a look at that, you can go to BeckyIvins.com, B-E-C-K-Y-I-V-I-N-S.com, and uh, you can search list and take okay. search list and it'll be right there. You know, our favorite attorney texted me. Mr. He, Ron Shalott. Mr. Ron Shalott. We still need to figure out music for Ron Shalott. I, I, I've got to figure out some kind of intro music for Ron. He's kind of stealth. It could, be the, it could be the Pink Panther music. I don't know. <laughs> So, Ron, if you're listening, I am going to find music that fits you. So, okay. Uh, Ron pointed out that 
cash is a you know that you can't really trace back to a legitimate right. thing uh, is a problem because ill-gotten gains can lead to government tracking and then go after the assets acquired with those gains. So, yeah. It's an issue. It is an issue. So you don't want them to come get your property, and they do that, actually. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was all the mob stuff back in the day, right? So, okay, let's bring it home on getting yourself prepared for purchasing a property this spring or summer. You start to work now on it, right? Right. So what you're working on is gathering up your down payment. What if you do literally do not have a down payment, Dean? You know, but Becky, I think it goes back to if you're going to try to buy this this March, this April, this May, you need to start the process now. <clears throat> right. You need to get into the specifics of what does it take to buy a home? What do I need to look at at down payment? But have those discussions now. I mean, probably the one of my sore spot or soapbox that I get on is I'll get a call this afternoon at 2 o'clock from someone who found a house, wants to write an offer, has no idea what buying a home consists of, and I'll always go, why didn't you call me 90 days ago? I don't right. say that. But I mean, in, in turn, <laughs> you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, because they be prepared, understand the pluses and the minuses, the numbers, the down payment, when I say closing costs, they understand what closing costs are, prepaids, what prepaids are. But it starts now if you want to buy this spring. And, you know, I have and do this weekly. I don't – to visit with people and have consult, consults with them, they don't have to fill out an application. Just come by, just block out an hour, tell me your game plan, tell me your thoughts, tell me your budget. And, and we run through – what it takes to buy a home before they ever apply. Well, what we can do here is give you generalities. Sure. Uh, but your specific situation is what the lender needs to hear. They right. need to talk to you either face-to-face or on the phone. Right. And uh, it doesn't always take an hour, by the way. Our time is sometimes limited. Right. But in, you know, 15 or 20 minutes – Dean's going to be able to get the basic information from you right. and ask the questions that are going to matter. Yeah, and document document wise is you know we're going to zero in on are you W two'd or are you ten nine nine self employed? You're self employed. How long have you been self employed? Right. And they go, well, two months. But I've been doing this job yeah. for twenty years. I know, but if you're self employed for two months, uh-huh. that's going to be an issue. But we're heading that off right now before they find the house this afternoon. Right. And it's having those. Uh, we need your bank statements. We need your your uh, employment information, your W twos, uh, tax returns. If any source of their income is, you know, reported tax wise, um, but head that off on the front end before you find that house. I mean, I mean, literally, that's the biggest breakdown, guys. That uh, we all are called to serve and serve first, and that's what we do. But we gotta we gotta communicate and tell people and guide them through that process. And again, I go back. There's people who buy a house. How many times, Becky, in their lifetime? Three or four or five homes in their lifetime? Most of the time mm. it's six or seven. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew you didn't have that answer. But people don't have lending down because they touch it six or seven times in their lifetime. Right. right. And so we, we can't make the assumption that they understand the process because they purchased a home 10 years ago. 
and things have changed and a lot. Changed. So if someone is needing to save up a down payment mm-hmm. and they can save, say, $120 every payday right. and they get paid 26 times mm-hmm. a year, uh, but they want to buy a house this summer. Right. How can they get their down payment? Is there still some kind of assistance yeah, that you it, can it, get? We get into gift, gift money, mom, dad, aunt, uncle. You know, that's one thing that hasn't changed in 30 years. That in our process. family, it seems to be from grandma and grandpa. Right. <laughs> so gift money. People can use uh, 401k, the thrift savings plan loan for a home purchase, and typically those rates, and people don't know they can do that. Um, so we get into that and yes, there are down payment assistance programs. We use Oklahoma housing finance agency programs monthly guys, where there's two different programs. One of them is kind of income based, but it provides that three and a half percent of down payment assistance that you're talking about. Yeah. You've been a wealth of knowledge as always. And we thank well, you for I coming. You to uh, me. I wanted to kind of announce that next week is the home and garden show. Down at the fairgrounds in Ashley Bass Night, Bass Night. Ashley Bass Night. There you go. Uh, she's actually an Okie, but she is an HGTV and NBC star, and she is going to be on the Fresh Ideas stage. And she's doing a project in Piedmont, I Piedmont, believe. Piedmont, uh, yeah. So it'll be really interesting. Yes. All three of my kids graduated from Piedmont. So, so there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see you next week right here with Ashley Bassnight uh, on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. Thanks for listening. Watch over you. And may all of your hopes turn to wishes. And may all of your wishes come true.